Fantasy Football Show. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I got no backup. The Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's right. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. It is indeed the Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000. Week 11 already underway with the Seahawks and Cardinals getting us kicked off on Thursday night. Kind of a subdued performance from some of the key players for fantasy purposes. Kyler Murray, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins. Very disappointing. Obviously, nothing that uh, is going to drive anyone crazy, but certainly not what you were hoping for. So uh, you may need a little bit of help with your fantasy football lineup. That's why we're here every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. 312-332-3776. If you'd like to bounce your lineup decision off of me, we'll uh, talk it through, try and figure out the best way to go this week. And um, I was just chatting with Tyler Aki. My, oh, my. Week 11, it goes by fast. Before you know it, we're going to be talking about our Christmas holiday and how we're going to avoid our loved ones. Well, I guess COVID will do that for us, but uh, how you're going to try and Win your fantasy football championship. So we'll be doing that shortly. But again, 312-332-3776. If you're just joining us now, we're here every Sunday morning. We start the show off by running through some of the key injuries. And I will do that with the uh, Detroit Lions game. Play clock at two. Matthews got it. Blitz comes. They pick it up. Stafford throws. It is end zone. Caught. Oh, baby, what a catch. Kenny Galladay, you're a freak. What a catch. seconds remaining in the first half, taking advantage of a 14-second offensive sequence by the Bears in their own territory moments earlier. So we have a triumvirate of Detroit Lions to discuss for fantasy football purposes. You heard the first highlight, Matthew Stafford to Kenny Galladay. Galladay is out yet again. Matthew Stafford dealing with a torn ligament in his thumb is expected to go today. However, he will be without Galladay, as we just mentioned, and he will also be without DeAndre Swift, who suffered a concussion midweek at practice. And so Swift has been ruled out, which means Adrian Peterson steps in to be the likely load carrier for the Lions. I am a bit concerned for Stafford without his two best weapons, to be honest with you. Uh, Carolina, obviously, this is a pretty solid matchup for him. But I will say, as a Stafford owner who also owns Drew Brees in the league, I am actually looking at starting Alex Smith today, believe it or not, because the Washington football team has a uh, has a abysmal Cincinnati Bengals defense that they're going up against. And I'm just that concerned right now about Stafford's injury and the lack of weapons. So for 
that's just, I think, the biggest thing to be aware of is if you're considering using Stafford, be aware that he's not only fighting through his own injury, but he's also lacking the weapons that usually help. So if you have other alternatives, you may want to look at them strongly because Stafford is going to be dealing with his thumb injury, and you always hate that on your throwing hand. I mentioned the Cincinnati Bengals. Second down and goal. Mixon out of the backfield. Has some daylight. Hurdles to the end zone. In for the score, and he took a lick from Miles Jack, but he hung on. Touchdown, Cincinnati. So Joe Mixon is finally placed on injured reserve yesterday, which means that he will be gone for at least three weeks. I do think you have to wonder if Mixon may be done for the year because at this point with the Bengals struggling along, He's one of the few players who you can understand why if he's dealing with that foot injury, they don't want to rush him back too soon. They just paid him handsomely in the offseason. So, I'm, I mean, this is just me speculating, but I think it's certainly a possibility now with um, with no chance for Mixon to return before, uh, what would that be, 12, 30, 40, uh, week 15, that you could certainly see a, a situation now that unfolds where the Bengals just keep him on the shelf for the remainder of the season. Now, I'm not saying that's the case, but it's a possibility I think you have to be prepared for in fantasy football. So, um, and especially when they didn't initially place him on injured reserve, they thought he might be able to come back quicker than that three weeks and now, or three weeks later, and they actually do put him on injured reserve. That is not a good sign at all. So I do think you need to be prepared to forge on in your fantasy playoffs without Joe Mixon. And as we've talked about a lot the last, a lot the last couple of weeks, Gio Bernard, uh, you know, is really kind of the featured back without Mixon in the lineup. So you can at least count on him to see his share of volume. Second down and three. Big hole. Edwards Alaire will take it to the end zone. What a debut for this guy. And he's over 100 yards. That's 102 yards on a 27-yard touchdown run. My, oh my, the debut for Clyde Edwards-Alaire has certainly not been, um, it has not come to fruition the way a lot of people hoped it would because after that, it has really not been what you expected. And now Clyde Edwards-Alaire is dealing with a situation where even though he is seeing the most touches, it has been, um, since Le'Veon Bell has kind of come in and been, you know, Le'Veon Bell has not really done anything of, of impact here. However... Clyde Edwards Alaire has, you know, been dealing with the fact that he's not seeing, you know, goal line touches now. Um, and since Le'Veon Bell has been in the mix, Clyde Edwards Alaire has seen his touches reduced from eight for 46 three weeks ago, six for 21 two weeks ago, and last week he goes five for 14. Now, those are just his rushing numbers. His receiving numbers, he's still been a bit of a threat in, in out of the backfield, but nothing special. One catch, three catch, three catches. So, you know, he's looking at 10 touches a game. And at this point, I think it's certainly on the table where uh, when when Edwards Allaire is dealing with some uh, nicks of his own. I think it's certainly possible that you, you know, consider putting him on the bench at this point. Now, you're going to have to have somebody who's a, sol a solid player because you always want a piece of that Kansas City Chiefs offense wherever possible. But I will say it is alarming that his touch numbers have decreased significantly since Le'Veon Bell has been a factor now in that backfield. Second and goal. They'll try Ingram again. Second effort. Ingram fighting. He's in. Touchdown, Ravens. The power of Mark Ingram. So Mark Ingram returned last week, and, you know, the Ravens were playing in that monsoon against the Patriots. It certainly was a game that um, acquitted itself well for 
a, a game where the Ravens could run quite a bit, but that obviously the offense has been a mess all season long. Lamar Jackson really has struggled to throw the ball when they're not running out of play action. So it's, you know, really kind of short circuited the entire offense. Mark Ingram returned last week. He only had five carries, only grabbed five yards. And again, I think I've talked about this a lot this year. Greg Roman has talked about how he wants his running backs to be fresh every series. That's what he does with the Ravens. And now with Ingram returning, it looks just like you're going to see Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, and Ingram, Ingram every other series here. So it's just a difficult situation to start any of these guys. I think J.K. Dobbins is the most explosive, certainly. But if he's only going to get you five to eight carries, it's hard to you know count on anything like that. Gus Edwards, for whatever reason, has been somebody who has really – you know, he seems to consistently find his numbers. He gets 10 touches a game, it seems like. And he seems to be the guy who falls into touchdowns more often than the other guys. So believe it or not, if you're if you're looking at who, who to use, if you have to make a decision between the three, Gus Edwards, for whatever reason, I don't feel great about it, but he, he's been the one who's been providing the numbers more so than the other guys. And he will turn and speed Breida again, this time to the right. Breida breaks past the line, 40. Breida cuts back, middle 50. Running across the field to the 40. Down the near side, 30. Playing Garcon for a block, 20. Breida, 10. Breida cuts back, and he's gone. Touchdown. All right, so Matt Breida returns this week, and I don't know what exactly this does for Selvin Ahmed. Uh, Selvin Ahmed had a really nice week last week against the Chargers. He had the full workload in his possession, had 21 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown, was even involved in the passing game a little bit. Um, I liked what I saw from him. He looked productive, and now Matt Breida returns. I don't know. I'm not starting Matt Breida for sure, but I will say that this does cloud Ahmed's, uh, you know, the decision about whether or not you want to start start him because I'm a little concerned that Breida could work into Ahmed's uh, full touch load. Bellamy moves the ball into Jets territory. Rippon's going to air it out downfield. One-on-one coverage, and this one is caught. And backing into the end zone is Jerry Judy with his first touchdown catch in his rookie season. Uh, You remember that, a Thursday night against the Jets. That game was awful. Jets-Broncos, and we have Drew Locke, who has been struggling with a rib injury of his own. Looks like uh, there was just some minor soreness, so Drew Locke is expected to be under center, which obviously is good news for Jerry Judy. Judy, he's come on lately the last couple weeks, finally to the point where I think we can discuss him and consider him as an option for maybe your wide receiver three or flex spot. Still don't love it, but it's you know you can't deny the fact that his targets now the last uh, he's he's seen thirty two targets over the last three weeks. So. At this stage, I think Jerry Judy is comfortably in that wide receiver three spot. And certainly if you're looking for a flex guy with upside, he might be the play. But the Dolphins, um, the Dolphins uh, defense has really been really good the last couple of weeks. So that is the one concern if you're considering using Judy is that um, he's dealing with some injuries of his own. And he has a tough defense, one of the tougher defenses in the NFL to go up against right now in the Miami Dolphins. All right, 312-332-3776. You can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Follow us on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago. Inside the Twitch chat room, we will go through some of your questions later in the show as well. So don't be a stranger on Twitch. But let's start things off with, let's go to Joe, who's in Spring Grove with a quarterback question. Hey, Joe, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, man? Morning, Jeff. 
Say, I want to Good thank morning, you for Joe. telling me to use Marvin Jones last week. With his, thanks to his 23 points, I squeezed out a win. Well, I'll only take a small deal of gre- a credit. Uh, I think Marvin Jones deser- deserves most of it. But uh, I'm glad it worked out, Joe. Thanks, man. Uh, my question this week is, uh, Allen's on a bye, so I got Phillip Rivers at home against the Packers or Tannehill on the road against the Ravens. Yeah, you know, this is, a, this is an interesting one because I am not – really in love with the idea of using Philip Rivers, although he does have the better matchup. Um, I will say, though, the Baltimore Ravens have two key injuries to their defensive line, including Calais Campbell, who uh, is out, which I think gives the Titans an opportunity to do exactly what they do well. They're going to be able to run the ball, but I think that off of that, the play action is going to be a huge threat today. I like Ryan Tannehill over Philip Rivers. It's more a nod to the fact that Tannehill, when he has the opportunity to run a play action, is the best passer in the league at that particular skill. So I like Tannehill today. I just, whenever I can avoid Philip Rivers these days, I do, Joe. I think the there's just limited upside for what you might get out of Rivers. So I would go ahead and use Tannehill. Thanks. No problem. Joe drops off, which leaves a line open for you again. 312-332-3776. Let's try my man Dave in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Dave, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. What's going on? Hey, Jeff. I want to start off by saying, hey, help you and your family have a happy Thanksgiving if you get together at all next Thursday. Uh, uh, you I you as a- well, Dave. My favorite holiday. Love, love, love Thanksgiving. I always say it's the uh, it's for the four Fs, you know, um, Fun, football, family, and food. So yeah, football enjoy, comes and, first, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, but go uh, ahead, Dave. I, what do you got? I lost Breeze, so I'm kind of in a quandary here. I picked up two guys off of waivers. I got Burrow and Bridgewater. Um, who would you go to there? And a buddy of mine just texted me. His name is Jim Moore. He listens to you all the time, but he's afraid to call you. He okay. wants to know Rogers or Taysom Hill. Woo. All right, so let me start with you, Dave. First, you got Joe Burrow or Teddy Bridgewater. And Teddy Bridgewater is dealing with, I believe it was a knee injury of his own. And he is, yep. I think they're, he's expected to go, but it's one of those things where you have to check and make sure uh, pregame that he's active. And Joe, you know what? Joe Burrow against Washington. Washington's got a solid D, but I like that matchup for him. I actually would use Burrow over a banged-up Bridgewater today. I think you're, you, if nothing else, you know the Bengals are going to be throwing the ball quite a bit. So I feel safe using Burrow over Bridgewater. I hate sometimes using a guy who's banged up going into the game and he's going to have to test a pregame. You just never know. Re-injury is always a factor there. So with a good option to turn to in Burrow, I would use him over Teddy today, Dave. And then um, it was the Aaron Rodgers-Taysom Hill conundrum you're, you're throwing at me here? Yeah, my buddy. Is uh, that correct? That's those guys. And he's, he's worried about uh, uh, the Colts defense today and, yeah, I I always say you go with your studs no matter who they're playing. It's 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 a great point, Dave. Um, you know what? I have uh I have some thoughts on this, but I'd like to give it a little bit more time to breathe. So let's unpack that after the break. Hang tight. We'll address your buddy Jim's uh, dilemma of Aaron Rodgers or Taysom Hill, and it will also allow me to share with you, the listener, the dream I had about Taysom Hill last night. I kid you not, I dreamt about Taysom Hill. I'll share that with you next. The Fantasy Football Show is back. 
with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. on the sideline third and one and he'll run for all of it (laughs) Taysom Hill touchdown all right the Taysom Hill situation this is going to go down in fantasy football lore for many many years now 10 years from now we're going to be saying do you remember the week that Taysom Hill was eligible at tight end in ESPN fantasy leagues because that is what ha- that is what's happening this week and I dare say that Taysom Hill if you're fortunate enough in ESPN fantasy leagues to snag him I think he is the number one tight end this week in their game now we'll get into that in a second here but Dave from Elkhorn wanted to know his buddy wanted to know should he consider starting Taysom Hill over Aaron Rodgers and no Dave your buddy, Jim, that's nonsense. Come on now. Let's not get cute. Let's not overthink it. Dave mentioned the philosophy I always go by, start your studs. And for me this year, it's become apparent the studs at quarterback are Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Aaron Rodgers. Anyone else we can have a discussion about. But those four guys, if you own those four guys, you have to start them. So that's how that's my, that's how I um, generally approach it. Because you know what happens when you don't start one of those studs? Say, for instance, you get cute. And you see that there's wind blowing in Lambeau Fields. And you decide, you know what? Aaron Rodgers is going to be tough to throw up there. Maybe, just maybe, I should start Jared Goff, who's got a sweet, sweet matchup against the Seattle Seahawks' woeful secondary. I'll go ahead and do that. And then you know what happens? You end up losing 20 points from your quarterback position. And then DeAndre Hopkins catches a Hail Mary moments after Stefan Diggs scores a touchdown to put the Bills ahead to give you a decisive one-point loss. Not that that's happened to anybody talking right now from personal experience. But anyway, that's, what's ha- that's what happens when you choose to bench your studs. All right, so back to the Taysom Hill situation at hand. If you have Taysom Hill, it feels like to me that this is going to be a one-week situation. Now, I don't have any insight. I know I work for ESPN 1000, but I don't have any personal insight with the ESPN folks. All I can do is read the tea leaves. And from seeing what Field Yates and Matthew Berry have and Mike Clay have noted, it seems like they're going to reevaluate Taysom Hill's tight end eligibility after this week. And by the, by the mere fact that they've said that out loud leads me to believe that Taysom Hill is going to lose his tight end eligibility next week now we can argue whether or not a player should lose position eligibility when you chose to give it to him in the middle of the year we can certainly argue about that i think that's certainly a a a silly choice but it 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 seems like it's leaning that way now why Taysom hill was ever eligible at tight end in the first place i don't know but that is the case and if you were fortunate enough to grab Taysom hill i mean look even if you have travis kelsey believe it or not i think Taysom Taysom hill's upside ability because of the quarterback position like you're talking you know i don't know if it's going to happen but certainly three or four touchdowns is on the table against a a very very you know very uh i I don't even want to be they're they're you know bottom third defense in the atlanta falcons even though they've been better of late 
since they fired Dan Quinn. Still, Taysom Hill, the opportunities for him should be plentiful. It's certainly an unfair advantage, and I think that's why ESPN is going to take away that tight end eligibility next week. So be aware of that if you were fortunate enough to grab him, is that this is probably only going to be a one-week solution for you. But boy, oh boy, it's, it's a heck of a, a cheat code, if you will, because uh, I think he's going, even if he has a terrible game, the mere fact that he's playing quarterback at the tight end position for you is going to give him, you know, a floor that most tight ends don't have. Uh, I mentioned I dreamed about Taysom Hill last night. I kid you not, I did. I So what happened was I was dreaming, uh, you know, how dreams can go. They get weird. Who knows what happens? Most people probably don't dream about fantasy football, but apparently I do these days. And I was, it, the vision in, in my dream was if you're familiar with the ESPN app on your phone, when you're, you know, uh, editing your lineup, I was editing my lineup and Taysom Hill was at the tight end position. And all of a sudden there was a big square with an exclamation point next to it. Basically the way I read my dream was it was indicating that he was no longer eligible for tight end position. And I kid you not, I'm not making this up for a fact. I must've been thinking about it because I knew I was going to talk about Taysom Hill on today's show, but actually last night I dreamed about Taysom Hill. So there you go. Maybe you wake that's, up in uh, a panic. I know I, I, it was, it was not that. Cause like I said, I, it's one of those things, Tyler, where I, I, I truly believe he's going to lose the tight end eligibility next week. So it, it by no means did it, did it um, concern me? Cause I was kind of preparing for it. It's just going to be disappointing for all the Taysom Hill owners out there who have the huge advantage one week and it's going to be taken right from them because I could see it coming from a mile away. They're going to remove that. I just don't understand why they ever gave him tight end eligibility to begin with. But if you are fortunate enough to grab him, you have to start him to this week at tight end because it's a huge advantage. There's no other question about it. I I think the real dilemma for some folks is should you consider starting him at quarterback? And that's where it actually gets, you know, it turns into a real question for me. Or what about Um, flex too? Well, yeah, flex, flex. He's, a, he's. I think I feel the fl- same way about the flex. As like I if you have Travis end. Kelsey, yeah. So, so yeah, if you have Kelsey, you get them both in, and you have a flex spot, Kelsey versus Hill. But I, I mentioned it. You were probably screening phone calls there, Tyler. But if even if you have Kelsey and you had to make a decision between Kelsey and Hill, I would use Hill over Kelsey, believe it or not, because the upside for him it's three or four touchdowns. Whereas as good a game as Kelsey can have. You know, you don't really expect the guy to score score more than two touchdowns most week. If you do, that's great. But Taysom Hill, just just by the virtue of being a quarterback, has the opportunity for you know three or four touchdowns. And we've seen firsthand his ability to run the football. So he's a running quarterback on top of it. So even though the passing numbers may be, you know, there may be a limit to what they do with him offensively. I mean, this has been Sean Payton's, you know, uh, dream for a while now. He's wanted to see what Taysom Hill could do at the quarterback position. And today is his opportunity to really take advantage against a suspect Atlanta Falcons defense. Um, all right, continuing with the calls now, let's go on out to Mike, who's in Mount Prospect. Hey, Mike, what's going on, my man? Hey, Jeff. I can't believe I'm hearing you dreaming about, about, about this guy, but that's pretty cool. You, you, and, hey, me, you and me both, Mike. You and me both. <laughs> I thought I had the wrong program here. Anyways, I've got Gibson starting. I got uh, PPR league, and a similar question I had last week. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm starting uh, Gibson because McCaffrey's out again, and I got Duke Johnson who's at home against New England, Giovanni Bernard at Washington, mm-hmm. Naheem Hines who I've added uh, at home against Green Bay, a good matchup there, and JD McKissick 
Last week, I did start McKissick and uh, Gibson. They both did extremely well for me. I lost the game, but it wasn't any reason for that. But So I need one of those four. They're all the same kind of yeah. running backs. They're more receivers than they are running backs, you know? No, that's it, it's a great point. And, man, I, I think I mentioned this last week, Mike. It's tough. Yeah. You know, I, 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 well, I, I guys are injured, you know, (laughs) outside of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, I have a hard time starting, you know, two, uh, football team running backs. You know what I mean? Like, I do. Yeah. Um, so like, I, like, I honestly think McKissick is intriguing to me because you know, he's, he gets the dump offs and, and, and that's the thing is in a PPR scoring format, McKissick is actually very valuable. He's a top 20 running back in that format, but I do like Gio Bernard as well, just because of the run he's going to get without Mixon today. So I, I Mike would probably go with Gibson and um, Gibson and Bernard, and Bernard. But if, Johnson, you know, huh? no, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I was a little more intrigued by him last week, but I, you know, yeah, I think the Houston Texans, the, the Lions struggles, and and you know, yeah. I just, I just don't love the Patriots. Showed you, even though, even when you think the Patriots are having their issues. Uh, Belichick goes out and shows you that they can figure it out and, um, you know, shut down a pretty competent Ravens run defense, uh, run, run offense last week. So even though, um, Duke is, you know, you, you look at the numbers as a whole, Mike, and, and the Patriots have struggled against the run. I think I'm always concerned when Belichick, he seems to figure things out and, you know, he, to make it at least competent. So I like the other guys over, uh, over Duke Johnson this week, I would okay. I would probably okay. go with Bernard uh, if it was my team, but I could certainly see the argument to go with McKissick. Um, but I just hate using both from the Washington football team backfield, if you will. Let's go on out and uh, let's try Matt, who is in Naperville. Matt, you are on the Fantasy Football Show on ESPN One Thousand. What's up, Jeff? How you doing? Happy holidays! Happy holidays to you. So for flex spot, I've got. Justin Jefferson, Devontae Parker, or Ronald Jones, PPR League. What do you think? And you only got one. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson, Matt. Now, Parker has seen, uh, you know, an influx of targets the last few weeks now that uh, Preston Williams is on IR, and it seems like Tua is, you know, creating a nice little rapport. But, I mean, Justin Jefferson is just so dynamic. Um, and Ronald Jones, you know, it's it's just – it's it's kind of a headache. You never know. The fumble always has an opportunity to, you know, put him on the pine for whatever reason. Um, so I, I have a hard time trusting him. I just think you have some pretty solid options there. And I, Justin Jefferson has been dynamic all year long. So I would use Jefferson over Ronald Jones. I'm a little con- – I'm just always concerned that the Bucks have so many weapons that it's hard to count on Ronald Jones, you know, necessarily week in and week out. Especially when you – like, if you take – like, you can't – obviously, you can't take it away – but, you know, without that 98-yard run, Ronald J- Jones' day looks a lot more pedestrian last week, and, you're, you know, you're not even thinking about it twice. And the truth is that, you know, those those are anomalies that when you see long runs ripped off like that. So I would use Justin Jefferson. I just think he's a little bit more dynamic in the passing game, Matt. So uh, that would be the guy I would go with there. All right, 312-332-3776. Still got a half an hour to go to take your phone calls here on The Fantasy Football Show. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller.
at it here on ESPN 1000, taking your calls with your fantasy football dilemmas, as we do every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. Bears are on by this week, so you can focus in, laser-like focus in on your fantasy football team. So we're here for you. We are also inside the Twitch chat room right now, ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch, if you want to follow and watch Tyler Aki run the board this morning. Tyler, what do we got from the fans inside the Twitch room? All right, let's take a look. We'll start in a non-PPR league. What do we like here, Todd Gurley or Gio Bernard? I'm using Gurley. He's the goal line back for the Falcons. I know, um, yeah, especially in non-PPR, it's pretty clear-cut, easy uh, play for me, Gurley. All right, another person we got is in a pretty dire situation here at running back. Do you like Duke Johnson, Salvin Ahmad, or Gio Bernard? Uh, so of those three, I lean towards Ahmad, Salvin Ahmad, if you will. Um, and who was Duke and who was the other one? Gio Bernard. Gio Bernard, yes. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's pretty close to a toss-up for Bernard and Ahmad. If you want to play it safe, I think um, Bernard is the you know a little bit safer because of the return of Matt Breida. So the safety there is maybe where I would lean slightly towards um, Bernard. Tom from Indy wants to know, in a half-point PPR league, do you like C.D. Lamb or Jarvis Landry? I think you want to go with Jarvis Landry there. Just, you know, C.D. Lamb, you know, we'll see what the Cowboys look like out of the bye this week. They've had, uh, they've actually changed some stuff around on their offensive line. They're moving their all-pro guard, Zach Martin, to right tackle just to account for some of the issues they've had on the offensive line. Andy Dalton will be back. So that's good news for CeeDee Lamb. But I think Jarvis Landry, uh, without Odell Beckham these days, is uh, is a pretty safe play, especially in the half-point PPR. Uh, another half-point PPR one for you here. Mecole Hardman, Emmanuel Sanders, A.J. Green, or Malcolm Brown? Need one for a flex. You know, I think I would use Malcolm Brown. He's clearly been the guy who they, the Rams feel most safe about or when they get near the goal line. And so I think, you know, you're probably, I think you're in line for a touchdown or two with Malcolm Brown most weeks. Uh, it's just the way they've been using their, their backs near the goal line. So for whatever reason, I mean, I know uh, Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers are maybe the more interesting guys for fantasy players, but Malcolm Brown, he's just consistent. He gets a lot of the goal line touches. So I would use him. Uh, we got a flex question here. Another half point PPR for you. Marvin Jones, AB, or Salvin Ahmad? I'm using AB there. I just, uh, and you know, I maybe I'm going to, uh, I'm a little ahead of it, but I, I, I do think Antonio Brown is, you know, you were, I think he had seven catches for 60 some odd yards last week off the top of my head. So I think he's getting more and more involved. And I think eventually Antonio Brown is going to reward folks with a, a big game sooner rather than later. So that would probably be uh, the, the direction I would go. One quick flex play, DJ Moore, Antonio Brown, or Kalen Balaj in a non-PPR league. Mm, I'm going to go with uh, DJ Moore. I think he's just, uh, the talent is finally showing. And I think, uh, you know, I think he's finally becoming more of the number one wide receiver that people thought they drafted over the last few weeks. So although that might tr- change if, if Teddy Bridgewater is ruled out. Um, but uh, who are the other options, Tyler? Uh, we got um, uh, DJ Moore, Antonio Brown, or Kalen Balaj. 
I would use more, but if Bridgewater is not uh, active today, I would go back to Antonio Brown. Let's try Mike, who's in Montgomery. Mike, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Uh, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh, right now I'm playing uh, Mike Davis and Josh Jacobs in my running back slots just because they're playing against bad run defenses. But my dilemma right now is the flex. I have Chubb and Hunt and Balazs. And so the reason I'm questioning that is just because of bad weather in Cleveland. Yeah, I see what you're saying, Mike. But actually, like, you know, personally, I'm not benching Nick Chubb at all. Uh, I understand, you right. know, and, 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 I, and honestly, I know it's the PPR scoring that kind of has you scratching your head, but that really shouldn't affect, you know, the dump off passes that, you know, that, that Hunt uh, and Chubb, you know, kind of thrive on. I would still use right. Chubb over Hunt, though, because like you saw last week, he still he still sees more snaps than Hunt, even though it's close to a split. Chubb's the guy right. who has, you know, his his running abilities. Um, he showed okay. you he was back last week. So I would use Chubb, Mike. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, the only the only way I like I sometimes consider using both Chubb and Hunt in my in the same backfield. But I would I, I just I can never bring myself to start uh, right. Graham Hunt over Chubb at these at this point. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Hey, real quick, one one quick question though. You think Ridley's going to have a big game today? Uh, you know, uh, sorry, Mike, I had actually hit the button before you had finished your thought. But uh, Kelvin Ridley against the Saints, uh, he's still dealing with that foot issue. And um, if you have strong options aside from Kelvin Ridley, I might go ahead and use them because until I see him truly, you know, come back and look like the guy who he, you know, he was earlier in the season. I don't know. It's hard to count on him necessarily right now until you see it. So um, even though the matchup, you know, and, and again, the Saints aren't aren't the Saints are one of the better defenses in, in football. So I actually don't think that's a great matchup for him per se. So uh, Tom is in Romeoville. Tom, you're on ESPN 1000. What do you got? Good morning, sir. Um, Hello. I need a well, I got a PPR. Mm-hmm. Full point PPR. I need a one flex, one wide receiver. I got DJ Moore, T. Higgins, Hollywood Brown, um, Damian Harris, and Robert Trees. Uh, right. So you need you need one and one. Tom is what you're telling yes, me. Sir. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, I'm I'm gonna cross uh, Hollywood Brown out. I think at this point, Lamar Jackson really it's just sabotaging his season. I like his talent, but it's hard to count on anything Lamar Jackson's doing in the throwing game these days. So then it comes mm-hmm. down to. For me, uh, you said T. Higgins, Robert Trees. I assume that means Robert Woods, correct? Yes, uh, and then yeah. um, DJ Moore, right? Those are the other three. Damien Harris. Oh, w- oh, with yeah. the return of Sony Michelle, I like Damien Harris a lot. But with this, with the return of Sony Michelle, I'm going to cross him off the list as well, just because I kind of want to see how Belichick uses Damien Harris with Michelle back in the mix. So mm-hmm. for me, I think I like uh, Higgins and. Woods versus Moore. That's tough. I think I would use Woods, though, Tom, uh, over DJ Moore this week. So Higgins and Woods are my choices. Sounds great. Got one more quick one if you got time. Uh, You know what? Sorry, Tom. I got to run. I got a bunch of callers on the line. I do appreciate you listening and making the call, but uh, unfortunately, we've got so many callers on the line I want to get through. Uh, I'm going to have to let you go. Let's try Ron, who's in Schaumburg, who has a quarterback dilemma. Hey, Ron, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, man? Hey, Jeff. Thanks for taking my call. I had the same dilemma a few weeks ago, and you helped me out. I'm in a two-quarterback league. I got mm-hmm. Mahomes going, but I got Stafford, who's a little banged up, or Carr, mm-hmm. which I've been yeah. kind of unhappy with. But there's yeah, nobody you know, to pick up in our league because there's sure a run two on quarter, quarterback. Two-quarterback league, I understand, Ron. I would use Derek Carr this week. Derek Carr's been pretty solid for uh, fantasy purposes this year. 
And I, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Ron, uh, Matthew Stafford dealing with the uh, ligament, the thumb injury that he has, along with the fact that Kenny yeah, Galladay. Exactly. Kenny, Kenny Galladay's out. We've already mentioned that. And DeAndre Swift is out with a concussion as well. That just set, That's a bad setup for Matthew Stafford. I'm not saying that he can't have a solid day, but it concerns me. And Derek Carr, you know, the Chiefs, they showed you what they did last time against the Chiefs. They they have a solid game plan. John Gruden runs a yeah, very – Yeah, they did. He did well. They did. And it's and so, like, you know, I'm not saying they're, they were going to have an exact repeat by any means, but I think they know how to attack the Chiefs. And I think Derek Carr set up for a pretty solid day, whereas I could, th- I could see things going sideways for Matt, Matthew Stafford just because of all the uh, things we've mentioned there. And, and, and you know what? I feel – I think Derek Carr is probably a safer bet at this point. Matthew Stafford that again. Was my thumb thought. Well, thank you, Jeff. You have a good uh, Thanksgiving now. You do the same, Ron. Happy Turkey Day to you. All right, one more segment to go here on ESPN 1000, the Fantasy Football Show. I am Jeff Meller. And again, every Sunday starting at 8 a.m. here for you to help you fix your fantasy football lineup. We'll continue, continue to do so next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Here on ESPN 1000, I'm Jeff Meller with the Fantasy Football Show again every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. The Bears are on by this week, so we all get to focus on football around the National Football League. And let's continue to do so and take your fantasy football dilemmas right now on ESPN 1000. Let's try it. Ron, who's in Delaware. Hey, Ron, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jeff. Uh, thanks for taking my call here. So, my dilemma here is that I have Rodgers, but then I also have Justin Herbert as my backup. So yeah, you know, it's, yeah, Ron, I understand it, and I've kind of, you know, I think the for me, I understand the Colts defense is is it's a strong defense, but you know, at this at this point, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and use Aaron Rodgers. The truth is that the NFL it's just set up for offenses to succeed week in and week out, and even though the Colts might be they might be one of the tougher defenses that he has to face. I'm still not overly worried that Aaron Rodgers won't be able to figure it out for a couple of scores for you. So, whereas Justin Herbert, you know, he's looked good at times, but he's still had moments where he's shown that he's a rookie. So, I would be a little bit, um, I wouldn't necessarily count on using Justin Herbert over Aaron Rodgers these days. Let's try Kevin, who's in Bronzeville. Kevin, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jeff? Um, quick question. Um, I got Deontay Johnson or Juju. Should I start? Which one should I start? Oh, I heard you say yeah. Calvin really. Should I just start both? Should I just bench Calvin and start both of them? You know what? Yeah. Um. I actually I would do that, Kevin. I like uh, Juju and Deontay both today against the Jaguars. That's a good matchup. And in the PPR scoring, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of a toss up because Juju probably sees you know more catches, but Deontay Johnson has the big playability that you that I always like to have in my lineup. So I would actually, yeah, I would use both those Steelers wide receivers over Kelvin Ridley today, Kevin. DJ, DJ just so injury-prone. And should I just drop Kenny Gallagher? 
You know what? I, you know, I would not drop Kenny Galladay just yet. There's certainly, you know, I think he's probably, you know, we haven't seen any indication that he's gone for the long term. I think there's a, probably a decent chance he returns, if not next week. And, you know, uh, after the Thanksgiving Day a game for the Lions, he'll have like 10 full days to uh, recover. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we see him back by week 13, Kevin. And if and when Galladay's out on the field, he is for me, a top five fantasy wide receiver. So you want him on your team. Don't drop him just yet. Let's try Jose, who's in Montgomery. Jose, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, man? What's up, Jeff? Happy bi-week Sunday, brother. I got a flex <laughs> you too. position. Yep. Bro. I got flex position in the standard league, bro. I lost uh, DeAndre Swift to concussion. So I got Robert Woods. I got Curtis Samuel. I got Corey Davis. And I got Naeem Hines. And just to pick your brain a little bit, would you start Herbert over Jackson? I'll hang up and listen to your answer, bro. So real quick, Jose, you said Davis, Hines, and um, Curtis Samuel? Yes, sir. And uh, Robert Woods. Oh, and okay. That's why. So I would use Woods of those guys. And then um, okay. you, you said Herbert versus Lamar. I understand the – yeah, uh, that's like the one thing about Lamar. I mean, even though – even though he hasn't, the, you know, though he hasn't given you the monster games this year, he still is, you know, safe with that running floor. So, but against the Jets, I understand it's so so intriguing. I guess I probably <laughs> and I got Keenan Allen. So you get to double up, but sometimes that just leads you to, uh, you know, yeah. when it's a bad day, it's a bad day for both. The heartbreak. Yeah, I think I think I would probably, st- especially because you mentioned that the Keenan Allen. I, you know, I don't think you. I think. I think I would rather use um, Lamar in that situation because I think Allen's going to have a good day. But the the one thing you don't want is, you know, to see your game blown up because for whatever reason, Herbert struggles. And all of a sudden now you're taking, you know, uh, two low numbers at two positions. So I would use Lamar. It's, you know, I, I, I understand the temptation, but um, Lamar's running still makes him a solid choice in fantasy. I know he's out of the uh, studs that I mentioned earlier in the show, but he's still a solid option for you in fantasy with those running abilities. So I'd use Lamar over Herbert Jose. Let's try Steve, who's on the northwest side. Steve, you're on the fantasy football show. Turkey week, buddy. Um, I already started uh, DK Metcalf Thursday. I need two out of these four half-point PPR. I got Julio. Mm -hmm. Um, Chase Claypool, Michael Thomas, or Tyler Boyd? Oof. Yeah, so I'm going to say I would go ahead and use Julio for sure with a half-point PPR. Just can't get away from him. He's too talented. Then I would use Claypool over Mike Thomas. Uh, I want to see, you know, what it looks like with Taysom Hill running the offense. And let's be honest, even though he looked better last week, Michael Thomas has yet to really, you know, show that he's back to, you know, completely healthy because he hasn't been featured yet, um, you know, and, and until they use him anything close to like they did last year, at this point, he's nothing more than a wide receiver three. And you've got a lot of strong options, Steve. So I would go ahead and use Claypool uh, against the Jaguars and uh, Julio because I'm, I'm just I'm never benching Julio. Sorry, I can't bring myself to do it. That's one of those situations when I talk about, you know, use your studs because you more times than not, you will regret benching your studs than uh, actually, you know, if you uh, go ahead and start them. Let's try my man TJ, who's on the south side. TJ, what's going on? Good morning, guys. Good morning. All right, Drew Brees owner. I have a pick between Philip Rivers, Alex Smith, Cam Newton, Ryan Tannehill, maybe a Baker Mayfield. 
Yeah, you know, I would use uh, Tannehill. That, uh, not too hard for me on that one. I feel pretty comfortable okay. with him. Um, so I mentioned earlier the uh, uh, Ravens have a, have a couple defensive linemen who are out. So uh, I think that bodes well for had, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, all right, I have one more thing. Uh, Quickly. I want to say thanks to all the armed forces. Not home on Thanksgiving. We miss you guys. We love you guys. Have a good one. Have a happy Thanksgiving, Jeff. Well said, TJ. I echo your sentiments, and I didn't mean to rush you, obviously. With that, we'll allow for time for all of our servicemen out there and women for doing uh, what uh, we could only dream of. Thank you so much. Let's try Chip in Villa Park. Chip, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, bud? Hey, I got the half PPR league. Uh, I got to take two of these three. Uh, Jamison Crowder, Jerry Judy, or Amari Cooper. And a, just a quick follow, the odd man out of that group, is he a better mm-hmm. flex play than Melvin Gordon? Whew. Yeah, you know what? I was I was kind of like in – I was having tr- trouble deciphering who exactly I wanted to pick. And I, I do think uh, you're on the right track, track there, trip. I would use all of those guys over Melvin Gordon at this point because, you know, certainly Philip Lindsay is uh, part of the backfield for the Broncos. And, uh, you know, Melvin Gordon, since – since the DUI incident, it really hasn't been, you know, a great productive player for fantasy. So at this point, I like all those receivers better than uh, than Melvin Gordon. So I think uh, the, I would use them all, Chip. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Good luck to you. Let's try Tom, who is in Lockport. Tom, you're on ESPN 1000. Good morning. Morning, Jeff. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. I got a PPR, uh, PPR AJ Brown for T. Higgins. Ooh, yeah, I'm going to still stay with A.J. Brown. I know T. Higgins has had some nice weeks this year, especially lately, but still, A.J. Brown is just, you know, the talent, It's just he's just too dynamic to uh, get away from. So I would use A.J. Brown over T. Higgins at this point, Tom. Um, let's try my man Nathan, who is in Burbank, home of the St. Lawrence Vikings. What's up, Nathan? How you doing? Jeff, thanks for taking my call. Old Catholic leaguer here, St. Ignatius. There you go. I went to Lawrence, so that's how I know the uh, home of the Vikings, but uh, love it. What's going on, Nathan? What do you got? Oh, for, oh, for sure. Hey, buddy. Uh, I'm in QP hell, man, ever since Dak's foot fell off. Uh, I've been using Brady on and off, but he's got a horrible mm-hmm. matchup this week, and he puts up some clunkers in prime time. I think Grandpa gets tired at night. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I have to check the stats, man. Every time he's in prime no, no, time, I, it's a clunker. I hear you. Go ahead. Well, who, who's, who are your other options, Nathan? I got Brady Alex or who? Smith, Sam, or Wentz. All right, so here's the thing, Nathan. You're right. You're you're right. He's had some tough games this year in prime time. However, let's you know the last you know it was against for whatever reason. I you know it's it's hard to figure out exactly why they struggled against the Giants. We all thought he'd have a better week that week, but against the Saints, the Saints just clearly they got out early and things went sideways on the Bucks. So I'm not going to and and listen. The Bears' defense is pretty solid, but he was still productive enough in that game against the Bears on Thursday Night Football. So you know, I, I'm not going to put too much stock necessarily in the prime time. I think it's it's funny that you mentioned that the old man struggles in late games. I but I'll be honest. I'm still going to use Brady over those guys. I think you have a much better bet for some upside there. So I would use Brady, Nathan. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here on ESPN 1000. But stick around. Fred Hubner and Brian Hanley coming up at 10 o'clock today. Uh, is that right, Tyler, or is that Arizona? Uh, it's Fred's flying solo today. All right.
My bad. All right, so it's the Bears bye week. So you got Fred Hubner flying solo at 10 a.m. today. So stick around. He'll uh, let you know everything you need to know about uh, the NFL and some other stuff. I'm sure you probably talk a little baseball, too. All right, uh, thanks to Tyler Aki for uh, making the show hum. I'm Jeff Meller. Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller, and I'll do my best to answer your questions before the game's kick off today. Thanks for listening on ESPN 1000.